1: Beatles, Yesterday and Today. Episode 44, September 25th, 1970 through November 26th, 1970.
2: September 1970 saw Ringo reaching for his country roots as he wailed an album of contemporary Western cuts. On September 25th, Ringo Starr releases his second LP on Apple Records, produced in Nashville, Tennessee, by legendary steel guitarist Pete Drake. The result was this LP, Bukus of Blues.
3: I left Louisiana, I had me big plans To go out and take me all over this land To see me the world, I left my sweet girl Gave it a world, but now here I stand Alongside the road, with holes in my soul, in my shoes And bukus the blues have had me know Oh, where are the things I saw in my dreams Where's the happy The freedom should bring I know yesterday that I threw away my most precious things. I see me a may- The blues. I was trying to get it together over here which is really silly you know um, and I was trying to fly in like 12 guys from Nashville and all that rubbish and suddenly I was playing on George's album and Pete Drake was there I was talking to him about it and he said well look here son why don't you come over to Nashville and uh, we'll, I'll get it together in a week and I said oh, come on you can't do an album in a week it's impossible And he says, "Um, well, Dylan's only took two days. (laughs) So I said, "Okay, you go back, fix it up, and I'll fly out. And I flew out about 10 days later. We did the album in two nights. Look at me now. In I a eyes bloody red Face puffy, white hair tangled up And wrinkled old clothes I'm a living example Of a big old overdose of wine Women and loud happy song Long the women ran off. I drank all the wine and the songs died away when I ran, ran out, out of dying, time. happy. Soon you're searching again for wine, Wine. women and loud happy songs. I had all three but now
2: This one is a charming collection of bar stool country material, some written especially for the occasion.
3: There's a hunky tonk in this town, they call the loser's lounge. And I guess I'm a charter member, you could say, since love has turned me down. Nothing to do but hang around And listen to all the fools who come to say down
2: Nashville's great and famous session men played on the tracks. Ringo, as we know, has always had a love for cowboys and country music, and here again a dream comes true.
4: Oh, one, two.
3: Mama, I guess you would soon cursed the day I found that old guitar. When Uncle Harry died, the one we found in the boot of his old car And remember how my little fingers blistered when I tried to learn to play I bet you never dreamed that old guitar would put me where I am today Yes, it's been a lot of years, I guess it's been an interesting life No, ma'am, I never found another woman that I wanted for a wife I guess the first time showed us that I wasn't the domesticated kind But I don't blame her for getting tired of living from a suitcase all the time Yes, I know sometimes it looks like I've just simply thrown my life away I just always figured that if I hung on I'd make it big someday I guess it takes a special breed to live this way and think the way I think But you'll be glad to hear that anymore, I ain't near as bad to drink How is Tommy doing with the business now that daddy's passed away your daddy always knew that Tom would be the one to take his place but When he tried to lecture me, I'd sit and pick and sing and let him nag but Way down deep inside, I think he always knew that hardware ain't my bag We opened Monday night in Bolton City for another two-week stand I wish there was some way that you and Tom Could come and hear my band Wish I had time to tell you about The places that I've been, the things I saw And I'll send the $15 soon As I get to the club and make a draw Yeah, hot, you hot. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, when what is when you hot, you hot,
4: yeah. Okay. All
3: right. I got my dog and he's real
2: Nashville met instant nostalgia for Ringo. The brightest singing stars for him were the ones from pure country. Here's Ringo again with another from the album that took just two days to record.
3: I brought her here from Arkansas A simple country girl To try a Californian way of life But it didn't take her long to learn the ways of the modern world Now she's California's fastest moving wise She's working on it all the time, but soon she'll finish me In Los Angeles Of all the things she's ever done She's making this her best I got the fastest growing heartache In the West Came here No man would ever Touch a heart But me She'd never tasted Any lips but mine But I know now Men have seen What only I should see Since her lips Have tasted Californian wine And the world's saddest man will live here in Los Angeles Of all the things she's ever done, she's making this her best I got the fastest growing heartache in in the West
1: Here's Ringo singing a duet with country's Jeannie Kendall, daughter of Royce Kendall, whom together formed the country duo The Kendall's.
3: You're so different from anyone I've ever And to try to change you now would be all wrong. Sometimes I don't understand everything you say, but I wouldn't have you. The things you do Sometimes I don't
1: The album was engineered by Scotty Moore of Elvis fame, along with Elvis's drummer DJ Fontana and Elvis's background singers, the Jordanaires.
3: Her mother wrote a letter, said she thought it would be better if she would just stay gone of her condition But she wouldn't give permission For her to come back home So she called the boy who loved her But all he did was snub her Said face it on your own mm. Love don't last long A young man was unlucky and got busted in Kentucky, asked his dad to go his bail. But his dad had big ambitions with the local politicians, told his son to go to hell. He hung himself that morning and the note that they found on him said, Dad, please take me home. Don't last long A woman told her husband She lived every day to love him Nothing else fits in her plans Then without a warning He came home from work one morning Found her there with another man In a fit of anger He took her life and the strangers, then he took his own Love don't last long.
1: John Lennon gives his opinion of Ringo's
5: album. Do
0: you like Ringo's record, his country one?
5: I think it's a good record. I wouldn't buy any of it, you know. I think it's a good record, and I was pleasantly surprised to hear uh, Boku of Blues, that song, you know. I thought good, you know. I was glad, and I wasn't, I didn't feel as embarrassed as I did about his first record, you know.
3: Picture this: a little girl hasn't seen much of the world. Hides herself behind the door. Knows that somewhere else there's more, more than just the country life. She'll never be a poor boy's wife. Swear someday by hook or crook. You'll have the dreams in the wishing book The wishing book with old snapshots A boy and girl tied up in knots So much in love with the country love It's It's all there in the wishing book It's all there in the wishing book It's all there
1: in the wishing book Ringo Starr's second solo effort, Bukuza Blues. On September 26th at EMI Studios London, John Lennon begins recording a new album with Ringo Starr on drums and Klaus Foreman on bass.
5: Laguna. Sorry. Oh, that's a gooner sorry yeah it was oh, nice what,
0: what? <laughs> it was just going very well
5: I know if you can cut it together yeah that, that was, was very, very good, good wasn't it I remember that one, yeah, yeah remember, remember those, those bits we'll keep, keep them. them what went wrong oh
3: well all right, all right. That's,
5: that's fine, fine. As long I don't as long know what happened, happened. train come back and never make no stop Last John thought it'd have to ride the top Will it long. Ride the top with well, his long,
4: long, long lost John. But well, his long, long lost John. Yeah.
5: A lot of jockin' snapping by the railroad track. waiting for the freight train to come back. The freight train come back to never make no stop. The
4: last John thought he'd have to ride.
5: defunct. That's one of the problems of it. I haven't got the song to suit my mood. Okay. God is a concept By which we measure Our pain
3: I'll
4: say it again
5: God is a concept By which we measure Our pain Yes we do I
4: don't believe in magic I don't believe I don't believe-
5: Hell. Okay, now listen. Now, looky here. Tell me, how do you feel? (laughs) Uh-huh, honey, tell me, is love real, but uh-huh.
1: October 5th in America, Apple releases the single of Blues by Ringo Starr. The song is taken from Ringo's album of the same name and reaches number 87 in the U.S. charts. The B-side, titled Coochie Coochie, was written by Ringo and not issued on his LP. 9th at EMI Studios London, sessions for John's album are concluded. It is also John's 30th birthday. George, still mixing his album at an adjacent studio at EMI, takes a break and is joined by Ringo and John. George and Ringo present John their special recording. It's
4: Johnny's birthday! It's Johnny's birthday.
0: On the 9th of October, it's Johnny's Birthday. That's also the title of the wacky little track we just heard. But there were a few other tapes sent to John for his 30th birthday. We're going to lead off with one from Donovan entitled, Here Come the Threes. Here Another tape John received was from Janis Joplin and her Full Tilt Boogie Band. They cut it in Hollywood at the very end of September or beginning of October that year during sessions for her album entitled Pearl. John, Lennon's birthday present? holding on one? Am I on? Okay. Hi, John. This is Janis. We'd just like to wish you a very happy birthday. days after that was recorded, Janice died. Her tape was in the mail to John when it happened. Now our next 30th birthday tape was sent in by Ringo, who recorded it in London with a little help from his friends. He's also leading the chorus on this out-of-whack four-track birthday greeting.
4: Happy, 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 happy birthday.
1: John, happy birthday, that was Steve Stills, Billy Preston, Chris and Klaus. While birthday festivities were held at EMI Studios in London for John, Paul and Linda McCartney and family arrive in New York City aboard the luxury liner SS France. We thought, well, let's let's sort of make a change, let's go to New York. Good place, a lot of great musicians, let's get a different slant on everything. Paul is in New York for two reasons. First, to visit with Linda's family, the Eastmans on Long Island and second, to start the process of forming a new band.
5: I just thought, well, what would I really like to do? What have I missed being in the Beatles? And what haven't I caught up on? And what, what is it time to do now for
1: me? He runs an anonymous ad in the Village Voice and multiple musical newspapers for musicians. So I just held some drum auditions, put the word out, and drummers came around. A Pennsylvania drummer named Denny Sywell
5: answers the ad. And Denny Sywell was the best of those. He'd been working as a session man, and uh, he's a nice guy.
1: Here's Denny Sywell.
2: I was a New York session guy, and there was there's you know a dozen of us that were doing most of the recordings in those days. And uh, Paul and Linda came to town to uh, look at drummers, so I got a call. I believe it was uh, Barry Kornfeld, an old friend of mine, who was a kind of a folkie. My my uh, answering service called me up, and said, "Hey, uh, you had a date cancel out this afternoon, but." would you do a demo for Barry Cornfeld at two o'clock and such and such an address? And I said, well, yeah, what the heck, I haven't seen Barry in a while. I, I had no, that's all it was, was just a demo, which we didn't do a lot of, the, we didn't have time to do demos in those days. So I show up at this building and it's like a burnout building. It's like 43rd Street between 9th and 10th Avenue, like really scary neighborhood to begin with. And I said, wow, this can't be right. There's a guy sitting in the Lobby of the building and the front door is open. There's no electricity. Guy's sitting there at the desk and I said, is there something going on? He said, yep, down there. I went, uh-oh, this is trouble. <laughs> Walk into the basement. It's just a dingy, rat-infested basement, you know. There's Paul and Linda and a funky old set of drums that rented from SIR, you know, studio instrumentals. So they said, hey, uh, do you mind playing for us? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you want to hear? You got a bass or a guitar or something? He said, nah, just play. Play some... Uh, play some rock and roll. Okay. That's how I got the gig anyway. I had my Tom Toms with me from another date and I set them up real quick and I just went right into Ringo. <laughs> you know, I was just having some fun. And I think it was the fact that I could play and I also had a good attitude. I didn't give him any guff about what was going on. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, nice meeting you. Great. Good luck. See you later. Left. And a couple days later, the phone rang and it was, uh said, I'd like to uh to use you in this uh, recording project, great.
5: So we got on well. So I started sessions with him.
2: Actually, he found three drummers, myself, Donald McDonald, who was one of my favorite players on the planet, and then Herb Lavelle, this beautiful, beautiful black musician, an older cat. Uh, So he was going to start with me for a week, Donald for a week, or Herb for a week, and vice versa. And uh, so that's how it started.
1: Paul began recordings at the Columbia Recording Studios in New York City on the 13th of October.
2: We showed up the studio the first day, and uh, Dave Spinoza was the original guitar player. Spinoza and Paul and I, that was it. You know, Linda was in the uh, control room making tea with the kids, and we just started recording. cut him loose. He said, uh, I think I'm just going to do the project with you. And uh, don't take any dates for like six weeks. I want you nine o'clock to six o'clock Monday through Friday, like an office gig for six weeks. And I said, okay, you got it. And Spinoza did the same. But Spinoza started to see after three or four days of recording that we'd finish at three or four in the afternoon sometimes so he started taking some jingles. <laughs> that's where you never—you can make a lot of money on twenty minutes' work. So, so he would like. Uh, I got—I kind of got to do something today, and and Paul didn't really care for that so much. And after a couple of times of that, although he loved his playing, I must say he really dug his playing. He said, "Can you recommend another guitar player?" And that's when I recommended Hugh McCracken.
1: with Hugh McCracken on guitar and Denny Sywell on drums, continue to record in New York City throughout the months of October and November. His plan was to release a more creative band album as opposed to the Down Home Parlor LP that was McCartney. Back in London on November the 11th, Ringo and Maureen have their third child, Lee. She was born at Queen Charlotte's Maternity Hospital in Hammersmith, London. On Sunday, November 15th, through his solicitors in New York City, Paul files lawsuit against John, George, Ringo and Apple in high courts of London to dissolve the Beatles. Paul McCartney.
5: The lawyers got on the case and they said, uh-oh, we can't sue Alan Klein. I said, why not? And so on and so They said, You'll, he's not a party to any of the agreements. He'll have to sue the Beatles. I said, well, I can't do that. I can't. There's no way I can do that. So about two months later, it came down after, you know, I was on the, on the hill up in Scotland in the mist, kind of thinking, know, oh God, you know, I've got to do something, but I can't do what I've got to do. So it was really, you know, it took took really about two months to decide that if I I had to do it, I just had to, it didn't matter, they were parties, decline, whatever, I had to actually just go and sue them. But obviously you can imagine what I had to go through, suing my best mates and being seen to sue my best mates. That was the worst. And knowing no one would understand it. No one would understand why I had to do it like this, no matter if I put out 50 million press releases. The action seeks to break up arrangements linking McCartney with John Lennon, George
1: Harrison, Ringo Starr, and the Beatles firm Apple Limited. On November 23rd in America, Apple releases the single My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. George wrote My Sweet Lord in praise of the Hindu god Krishna, while at the same time intending the lyrics to serve as a call to abandon religious sectarianism through the deliberate blending of the Hebrew word Alleluia with chants of Hare Krishna
5: and Vedic or ancient Hindu scripture prayers. It was just that answer thing of just singing Alleluia, Alleluia and all, you know, with about four or five part harmony and then getting them all to do Hare Krishna and I thought of the idea of springing Hare Krishna on the public The unsuspecting public, once they got into Hallelujah a few times, then I'd spring Hare Krishna on them. And then they'd just realize maybe that the two things were really the same. And it's just a combination of, you know, East and West, just a balance. The recording
1: features producer Phil Spector's Wall of Sound Treatment
5: Phil, for me, was that I've always loved everything, you know, all those Phil Spector records, I always like that.
1: And heralded the arrival of Harrison's much-admired slide guitar technique, which one biographer described as being musically as distinctive a signature as the mark of Zorro. side was the ballad isn't it a pity this song has been described as the emotional and musical centerpiece of George's forthcoming album All Things Must Pass and a poignant reflection on the Beatles course ending
2: Was jamming in the studios with plans for a mammoth three record release. All Things Must Pass was ready by the end of November, and it was not passed up in the Christmas rush. Coming up in a moment, George Harrison unleashes All Things Must Pass. A score of solo singles goes solid gold.
1: And John releases John Lennon Plastic Ono Band, produced by Phil Spector.
5: Why do you use Phil now instead of George Martin? Uh, well, it's not instead of George Martin. I would not use anybody rather than use George Martin or something like that. That's nothing personal against George Martin. He just doesn't... He's more Paul's style of music than mine, isn't it?
3: Next on Yesterday and Today...
0: Contact the show, visit yesterday and or email at yesterday and at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on Facebook. See you next time.
6: As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever. But to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Mark's and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. (laughs) You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash YesterdayAndTodayPodcast or Facebook.com slash ThirdMen. Or you could head to Society6.com. Dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's societythenumber six dot com slash K A M I N S K I family podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send Forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.